This is Earspoon, your home for the shit you're thinking anyway. Hey everybody, welcome to the Earspoon, I am Fish. I am Jared Kushner's barber. <laughs> Are you really? Good for yeah, you. Yeah, we haven't started working together yet, but I got a lot of ideas. <laughs> Good. I got plenty of ideas. I got ideas for days. I got ideas. Right. Uh, this is uh, this is the Ear Spoon, <laughs> and it is being brought to you by Mocha Joe's, uh, an essential business, I'll have you know, that have, has been open Damn and right. doing curbside delivery and uh, drop shipping to y'all, wherever y'all may be. Hang on. I got a slurp. All right. Has genuine Mocha Joe's in my mug. <laughs> Deep dark French roast. The only way I'll drink it. That's it. Burnt yeah. coffee. We've had this conversation yeah, before. I know. <laughs> burnt, burnt pizza and burnt coffee. That's those, my are, thing. those are my favorite things. <laughs> I don't mind a good piece of burnt toast. I really don't. I kind of like burnt. Not always. Right, that's a, but that's a bridge too far. That is a bridge too far. All right. Uh, speaking of a bridge too far, let's talk yeah. about uh, the bridge that is clearly too far between. Sanity and insanity with the uh, presidents of the United States. Yeah, so it's a difficult conversation to have in context. Both you and I have degrees in psychology and know a thing or two. Uh, but this is a man who is not presenting now with, you know, sudden crisis, uh, uh, psychiatric moment. I mean, he's been broadcasting this for literal decades. I mean, yeah. it's like I used to say, I mean, if you're famous and you're eccentric or insane, you, you know, you're considered an oddity. If you're poor, you're in the state hospital. And Donald Trump has been flagrantly and overtly psychiatric since the 80s. Oh, yeah. Uh, that wasn't enough to dissuade 63 million people from voting for, voting for him. <laughs> so, But now we're seeing him here, and he's also a notorious germaphobe. And so now that there are people in the White House, Stephen Miller's wife can you imagine uh and others uh, in pence's team uh that are testing positive for coronavirus that means it's in the white house and around him and for what i was reading he had an absolute what they called a volcanic meltdown yes about people getting close to him so you're seeing an already psychiatrically compromised man with a, with a uh, personality disorder now in serious hardcore pressure moment with the threat of actual disease. Now, of course, you know, now that it's near him, he, he steps up and says, we can't have this. But when it's near other people, it's like, yeah, you know, it'll go. Have away. you seen my ratings? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I'm number one on Facebook. <laughs> Drink the bleach. Enough said. So, oh, man. Yeah. So how we measure insanity with this person, I mean, it's anybody's guess. But we're also, again, as we said before we went on here, uh, we live in a country where you still get shoulder shrugs over the most horrifying things. You know, you and I are of an age being on the other side of the 50 yard line to say, wait, I remember when it wasn't this crazy. I remember when I'm old enough to remember when Ed Muskie, a candidate, Democratic candidate, candidate for president, cried in front of cameras because I think something was exposed about his wife being treated for depression. Or maybe that's Sergeant Shriver. I'm conflating some. But he cried and he was out. Howard Dean screams appropriately into a, into and dorkily into a, a isolating microphone, and he's out. <laughs> we have this march of pathology mixed with fascism. It's like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. 
There's that. Sure. You can. <laughs> Good you, times. You can be upset all you want about that. I don't know. You know, it, it is. Um, it, it is. It, it, I just I, I can't figure out what it's going to take. And honestly, between you and I and um, and the other four and people, our millions of listeners <laughs> and the other four yeah. people who can't figure <laughs> out how to shut off autoplay every time their car starts <laughs> on this podcast. Um, I. I can't. I have stopped trying to to make these people understand. No, I, I yeah, get, they're no just point. not. They're they're no. if if you don't see the hypocrisy behind him, basically saying that uh, Joe Biden loves China. Let's just use this as an example, <laughs> and then um, have them turn their MAGA hats on inside out so that they can see the Made in China label. On yeah. them, then then let's just have that level of conversation because well we we just can't because there's no, no rhyme or reason behind any of it. But he nope. had some a volcanic eruption on on the Twitterverse um, with the uh, with the oh, and then which the the one that what are you doing in there? <laughs> I'm lighting I'm lighting an incense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's coming. Yeah, he, all right. Nobody else can see it, but I can. No, it's not. Is no, it's not. It's not anything else? No smoking materials here. It's just a nice incense to to help me get in the mood to talk about this this pathological chamomile, cream. perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called Rage Against the Machine. I don't. Understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. Anyway, so there's no convincing them otherwise that that no. that this guy is. And I guess if you're deep deep into anybody's camp um, and you are slightly challenged in the gray matter department, <laughs> then you're not ever going to be convinced. I mean, you know, I can remember growing up and when you ask those questions of your parents, like, um, you know, when they say, I, I, I love you no matter what. And then you push back on that. Well, you know, what if I was a garbage man? Would you love me? I would love you. As long as you're happy, right. I would love you. Uh, what if I was a bank robber? Well, I wouldn't like that, but I would still love you. You know, yeah. what if I murdered somebody? Again, again, I will always love you. I might not always agree with what you do, but I right. will always love you. So I am viewing these Trump supporters as somebody who basically sees a lot of these f people that see every flaw that he has, but somehow yeah. still has to love him. So I'm here to tell all of you listening to this podcast, because I know MAGA Nation uh, is just all subscribers of this here podcast. <laughs> um, I'm here to tell you that you're not actually blood related and you can hate this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it also brings up, you know, classic moral quandaries and dilemmas where if this person who we can say is now responsible for around 80,000 unnecessary deaths, and let's acknowledge that even with the best possible response, there would have been deaths in this country. It's a oh, pandemic. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. But I think that I saw, I'll have to send you the link, but there's a web page that is keeping uh, track of what they consider to be deaths that he's responsible for right. somewhere and in the 40,000. Right. And they, they, they're, they're, you know? they're basically, it's up, uh, it's the 60 percentile thing. Right. And I read this and I, and I read this saying if he had responded and done everything in a timely manner, as if we would still be in the tens of thousands. Oh yeah. It'd be bad no matter what. But now and, it's yeah. a much easier narrative than to take the number and attach to him. 
and, and like you and I, you and I have said this multiple times before, and I hold it to be true. There really is, as you're saying, really no discussing any sort of reason or facts or even morals at this point with people who continue to support him, because you have to be so deep into it uh, at this point to still be on board that you're not available to basic reasoning. Right. You know, and I, you know, again, I come back to this and it's no, it's cold comfort, but I come back to the fact that that is not dissimilar to the work I did with people with schizophrenia. Um, this is a country full of people that are entirely divorced from consensual reality where it doesn't even matter what your morals or politics are. If you say this man did the following thing, here's video evidence of it. Here's him saying it with his own face. And they're like, Nope, not real. No, he was and just, like, you know, he was being sarcastic. Right. right. I love, I love it. This is my favorite, one of my favorite memes where they say something effective, like they've, everybody voted for Trump because he says what's exactly on his mind. Which, and then they spend all their time explaining what he actually meant. <laughs> right. You know? Well, it, it, it's, it's uh, one of my favorite memes is uh, he never said that. And if he did, he didn't mean it. And if he meant it, somebody said something worse. And it kind of walks it right yeah. down the line like that. Just just this whole thing. I'm just like, come on right. now. I'm I'm sorry, but we words still matter. At least, God, I hope they do. Uh, I'm not convinced, honestly. Like, I, you know, again, I've. You and I have agreed to disagree about, you know, how I'm offended by liberals at this point. You know, and, and again, I consider myself a leftist, not a liberal. But the same sort of like moral, mo- you know, movable goalpost around Joe Biden and rape charges. I see liberals scrambling to find any way to justify voting for a rapist, you know, for a credibly accused rapist. And there's this this moral, this lack of integrity thing morally. I was saying to somebody earlier if Bernie Sanders similarly charged, and then you know full well that I was on the Bernie train throughout, if Bernie was similarly charged with the same kind of evidence, I would be saying the exact same thing about him mm-hmm. and saying, like, I can't vote for him. He's a credibly accused rapist. I don't vote for rapists. And I, as a man, am arguing this to women who yeah. are saying, like, well, and I'm saying, like, how is it? So anyway, the point being, I don't want to drill down into it, but, like, how we as Americans can very easily just go, like, well, in this instance, that applies, and in this instance, it doesn't apply. Like, or and we've seen it. I mean, it's it's, it's certainly more uh, more common amongst conservatives, but even uh, liberals. I see around all kinds of things. You know, vaccines. You know, you see people like moving what's real, and what's real, based on outcome and based on on their confirmation bias. Right, and it's very distressing. Yeah, know? no, it, it is, and and I hear you. I'm still voting for Biden. Um, and and I'm not, you know, and and look, I have to tell you, if they if they if all of a sudden something happened here in the in, in the eleventh hour, and and uh, and and Cuomo were say elevated to that position, oh, um, Cuomo, you know, you could look. Here's here's the deal, and he's and knocking I, people off of Medicaid in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, what the hell is yeah, wrong with you this know guy? what? That, 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 there's a lot of debate around that as well. Right. So okay, um, but. He is not a rapey candidate, at least thus far. He has not been accused. So, I, but well, yeah, <laughs> he speaks in full sentences and he doesn't rape. Right. You're in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I, again, I'm I'm one of these guys who believes you got to fix the system from within. All right. Yeah. So, and and I've said it over and over again in this podcast, over and over again in my columns, over and over again on the radio. Um, what we have here 
is a gauze candidate. I don't give a shit who you put in to that chair. As long as it's not Donald Trump, I'm okay with it. And we are just going to pack the wound with that person to stop the bleeding for the next four years. And then, and then if we just sit back and go, whew, that was a rough four years, and then just go back about our lives, then we deserve the next candidate that we get. And then well, I, yeah, I will move. And then I will move. We'll then, leave room for you in Ireland. Don't worry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, although we might wind up in uh, on the Amalfi Coast, so I think you'd prefer that, you know, if we have to choose. Uh, but, you know, I would say to you that putting a, a gauze candidate in there, while it feels good to staunch the bleeding right now, it would open up, an, I think, a worse example, uh, somebody worse than Trump, which is conceivable. Trump is luckily stupid and and just a psychiatric mess. Somebody who's less stupid and less psychiatric challenge and just evil uh, would be far more effective than Trump is being right now in in, in marshalling in uh, fascism. I think putting a, a placeholder candidate, placeholder president in there is also a similar danger. The thing is that it keeps coming back to me is nobody seems to want to pull the the emergency break and say, wait a second, how about we don't have rapists as candidates? How about until this has seen due process, we pull him out of there, he drops out. And again, I'll remind you, We've seen people drop out. Joe Biden dropped out in 1988 from the presidential race for being caught plagiarizing a speech. Right now he's being credibly accused of rape. He's going, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for the long haul. Like, what the hell? So where are we on the left side of the of the screen? Where are we around the whole notion of this is not an acceptable option for me? I would like the, the and where are we in large enough numbers for the DNC, which won't happen to say, Oh, I guess they don't want this credibly accused rapist. We either need to clear him in a in a transparent way, or get him the hell out of the way and, and provide another candidate. Well, what clears what clears Joe Biden? And again, we're, we're off because we, our, our I know. I'm sorry, pro- I tangented us. I, I, I apologize. I I, I, um, I, I wonder what what clears him in your mind. What would uh, I don't him? know. Well, let me put it to you this way: I would be satisfied with. I'm not satisfied with the trial that goes on in Facebook and Twitter. Because right. I don't think well, that's legitimate. Right. I think a, a formalized inquiry to really, like, as one does with the police and detectives, et cetera, or uh, congressionally, to say, "Hey, this has been this is an accusation. Let's investigate this." Uh, we, there have been in, bad investigations like Benghazi, I mean, good investigations like Watergate, and you come up with an answer. If people who are ascribed to that field who do the investigating look at this and say. It seems to me she's lying. And by the way, if she's lying, she's going to jail. <laughs> it's not like she can just go like, oh, well, you got me. Like, you know, she's committed some crimes here, if that's right. the case. Uh, so I would be satisfied that we on Facebook and in the world are not making these decisions that, as we learn from the Me Too movement, you believe women and you commence due process from there. But what I'm getting from a lot of women especially is, no, no, this isn't that. And I say, I say repeatedly, well, how are you with Christine Blasey Ford during the Kavanaugh hearings? Oh, I believed her. What is different here? What is different here? Nothing is different except that there is more evidence for Tara Reid than there was for Christine Blasey Ford. And we're just kind of go like, it doesn't matter. We're going for the rapist. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I'm thinking to myself, ew, ew, I will never vote for another Democrat as long as I live. You know, if this is the party, I mean, I already say that of the GOP. Because if you're aligning with that party, ew, I don't want to know you. But if this is the party that's going to say we're going to bypass 
credible rape charges, I don't want to really vote for any Democrats ever again. That's just me. Okay. So, so, but let me ask it in reverse. Yeah. You know, again, the point of this discussion is really about veracity, believability, things of that nature. I chose to use it, use the Biden example to sort of counterbalance it. It's not just conservatives, you know, it's the liberal side of the continuum as well that has the same sort of uh, adjustable morality here. Because this is exactly what the, this is to me. This is there is almost no philosophical or uh, quantitative qualitative difference between Christine Blasey Ford's claims of being abused by a powerful man and uh, raped by a powerful man, and Tara Reid's claims to being raped by a powerful man. Now, if she's lying, and I, I don't know, it's not my job to know. Somebody else who does that for a job will know. You know. Uh, but people are going like, well, I've looked at this and I've decided and I think she's not credible. And this for this reason and that reason, then we've learned nothing from the Me Too movement. Well, that, that, that may be all, all together um, well and good. And, and I'm not I'm not discrediting anything that you're saying. I'm not knocking anything down. I'm not saying I'm not crying bullshit on anything that you're saying. I just think that as a population, we tend to uh, defend our families with the most vim and vigor, right? So, I mean, your family member goes out and does something wrong, then uh, you you have to defend it. You have to you have to make it work for you and for your family so that you can continue to defend this person. So you do and you do whatever you have to do to defend that person. And uh, look, Joe Biden will never be a member of my family, but w- once again, and again, we we've strayed away from the topic, as no, we no. often do. Um, <laughs> no. So. Um, he is not uh, he is not the ideal candidate, uh, but he is the candidate that we have to deal with right now. And then do we? It, yeah, we do right now. That's all we but have to do. Why not a different from. candidate? Well, why I'm not, not you, you can you can make that argument. We don't have one right now. You uh, you can you can vote for the the, the Republican that I, whose name escapes me at the moment that is running against Donald Trump in this Amash. election. Amash or the other dude who's also a jerk. But right. let me ask you this question: If Joe Biden had his third counted third brain aneurysm having had two already and was laid low by that and couldn't run mm-hmm. what would happen uh, would, I, I guess they would have to elevate somebody else to the position right so why what if this rape charge is the same sort of but you see again i'm just going to stop you there because because this you you like to you like to do this but the car is moving the plane is in flight right mm-hmm. the the ship is is out to sea and mm-hmm. and that's not the time to try to fix it, right? I mean, this thing. I don't know how to stop this train that we're on. I I am with you, and I hear everything that you say. And I'm not saying that anything that you say is wrong. I am just saying right now, you cannot expect the American people to stop what the fuck they're doing, fucking understand what is happening, when they have <laughs> spent an entire lifetime picking between an R or a D. Yeah, you know. So you can't expect people to stop what they're doing and explain it with the amount of depth that you and I explain it and that uh, a small fragment of the voting population understands. So and that you, that that right there is an utter condemnation of this entire body politic. Uh, and and you know I'm not a big fan of the two-party politics system. Yeah. You know that. Oh, I know. I I am I am a, I am an, I'm a fan of putting in the closest thing to a humanitarian into the in, into a White House into a role of power. Um, I am I am a big fan 
of putting a, a credible woman in charge of this fucking country for a little bit. Let's see what happens there. That would be great. That would be great. You know, but I'm, I would also suggest to you, and then let's bring it back full circle from sort of where we began. If we've reached the point where, uh, where we're really like, let's say we people on the left of center, um, are either propping up or ignoring or going with a guy who's credibly charged with rape, I would argue that empowering the Democratic Party to be that bad an opposition party. Now, mind you, there are a million ways Donald Trump could have been impeached throughout these last three and a half years. They just chose to go the Russia route and took for frickin' ever to do it. But there are a number of things, including the emoluments clause, that could have taken him out. Yet Nancy Pelosi, while she's busy tearing up speeches and sideways clapping, is also signing the largest military bills in history, is also signing on to his budget that cut money to billionaires. So the Dem Democrats as an opposition party are a joke. And this is why we've marched from Ronald but, Reagan but, but for again, 40 years to now. But again, again, you're asking people to make this decision in the next six months. And, and no, it's, what I'm it's asking, impossible. What I'm asking, though, is if Joe Biden uh, had any character... Uh, and again, Joe Biden, mind you, said he was arrested with Nelson Mandela, said that his wife was killed by a drunk driver. Not true. Said that uh, he marched in the civil rights protest. Not true. Uh, left the 1988 presidential campaign for plagiarism. True. Uh, he has a history of not telling the truth about a lot of things. And so why he can't step up and say, you know what? I don't I didn't do this. These are not true, but this is a distraction. And there's no way I can really proceed with the presidential campaign and the general election. I'm going to step aside and get this cleared up like people do all the time in politics. And this isn't happening now. And the Democrats, again, I suspect with a call from Obama, got Buttigieg behind him, got Klobuchar out and behind him and Bernie, who was streaking ahead, truncated there. So I think the DNC is is more into having a credibly accused rapist as the you know who's suffering from dementia than to have an actual populist president uh candidate who's uh looking to empower uh more people rather than than uh the already wealthy nancy pelosi and others are making sure that the wealth continues to stay with the wealthy and they are in no way in no way doing anything measurable for the needs of a common working person okay and so here we are so yeah. so now we're, so we so when you and i are asked to prop up this candidate and limp him towards November, and he's going to lose dramatically, I'm sorry to say, uh, in my opinion. Uh, so we prop him up, and then how dirty is it going to feel when he loses like Hillary lost and worse? You know, How dirty will it feel when it's like, or it's right up to the edge, and there's like, oh, and then it turns out, oh, here's more corroborating evidence. He actually did do that. Shit, wish I hadn't believed him six months ago, and we could have put somebody else in there. But here we are, and now it's four years of Donald Trump and the full-on march of fully engorged fascism uh, coming your way. You know, I frankly, I can't, I just can't be part of that. No, personally. I, and, and look, I, I hear everything that you're saying. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm choosing to be a part of it so that I can change it. And what do you imagine changing? Because the thing that keeps coming back for me is, I think we're way too deep in it for an election to fix anything, <laughs> you know. Oh no, like, that, but that's what I'm saying. Right now, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just focusing on pulling a blue lever in November, yeah. and uh, th that's what I'm focused on. I'm focused on pulling a blue lever in November, and then after that, just saying this: these are the things, and then making some noise, for, forming forming some sort of an initiative that says we have 
three years to fix this shit before it starts again. How are we going to do that? What does that look like? That's my what, thing. What policy positions have you seen from Joe Biden that you? Can I'm support? not. I'm not discussing policy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it right now. But I I'm asking you. I'm only asking in context because after he's elected, assuming, uh, what? what I'm, do you I am looking. These I, I am to looking be? beyond. I am looking beyond Biden. I'm. I'm looking beyond. Uh, somebody who tweets uh, in a in, in a volcanic rage because and and just starts saying Obamagate when eighty thousand citizens have 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 perished um, due to his inaction and all right so may, maybe only sixty thousand of them are on Trump's head uh, okay yeah, so may, maybe maybe it's just sixty thousand um, right. and and I'm and and the, the this this is where we're at right now so. Yep. If we can, and, and you know, I mean, even if if Biden gets elected or doesn't get elected, you know, I, I think that if he doesn't get elected, then the distraction is at this different level where you're trying not to recreate the march of the brown shirts. All right, that yeah. up up and down Main Street where they they just kind of you know continue to shoot black joggers and and do shit like that. You know that this and and you can say whatever you want. I do not believe a Joe Biden would idly stand by and not say a thing about it. Uh, no, I think he would say things about it. Um, again, there's many layers of this. And again, the, the theme we're talking about is the believability and the veracity of things uh, and how people, how gullible people can be and, or not be. But I would suggest to you, too, that all that is nice to talk about what a Joe Biden presidency looks like. But my, for me, the issue is he's not going to win. You know, I don't think he can win. He can't win without the progressive vote. And it's showing quite clearly that progressives are not going to go with him, you know, uh, and they're just they, so what you get from people is not like, here's why you should vote for Biden. What we get is if you don't vote for Biden, you might as well be voting for Trump. Or why do you want Trump? Or you're a terrible person if Biden uh, loses because it's all your fault. And like, that's not persuasive. <laughs> you know, nobody is selling me on anything about him other than he's not Trump. Like, there's not a single thing in there about his ideas, his vision. The guy has freaking vanilla pudding for a brain at this yeah, point. Yeah, but Steve, mm. he, he's not Trump. I get it. I get it. Fantastic. But he's going to lose. Nah, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I don't. I'm, well, again, I'm, I'm out of the prediction business. You, you I know, know I, that. Feel, I feel the same way. And I, I shouldn't really. It's my estimation that he will lose. Let me ask it a different way. What's it feel like the day after if he loses? Oh, awful. Yeah. So what then? The what, what, but let me for... ask you this question: What does it feel the day after he wins? I did less awful. Less awful, yeah, that would be less awful. Sure. All right. Um, so I think and, and, it's, and, it's... and right now, right now, mm -hmm. again, gauze candidate, put a tourniquet on it. The fucking country is hemorrhaging, and the bleeding. The only people who can stop the bleeding right now, apparently, is the American voter. Arguable, yes. But right now, that is the only thing that we as Americans understand is going to the polls, mailing Do in we? your vote. One in four of us goes to the polls. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I know. But that, but that 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 is the problem. Another problem completely um, over and above. But so we have to get people to the polls. They have to vote in numbers. And, and he's just got to be gone in November. I don't give a fuck who's standing there. I don't care. I don't care. I hope you're right. I hope that's how it works out in some sense. You know, like it's hard for me to, again, I'm permanently in position that I don't vote for rapists and I won't. 
And until he's uh, exonerated of that, I will consider him a rapist based on this woman's charges. Um, luckily, I live in a state where our four electoral votes will go to the Democrat, so I don't feel terribly uh, vexed about that. Well, but we, we, we've had this conversation before, too. Right, if, right. If, if an, enough of this state feels the way you do right now, mm-hmm. will our four electoral votes go go blue? Uh, suffice it to say, I think anybody that pays attention to Vermont politics is not concerned because <laughs> it's going to happen that way in large numbers by a preponderance of a large preponderance. Uh, you know, but again, I would say I'm still not sure if, if I lived over the river in New Hampshire, I'm still not sure if I would cast a vote for a man I consider to be a rapist, you know, no matter the outcome, you know, and that's why I'm saying the third way here is Democrats and independents leaning on the Democratic Party to say, this is an unacceptable. Candidate. I know. I know. And that's you and I are walking lockstep on that. But I'm we're just, not doing that. That's the point. We're not doing that now. No, we're not. Because right, may, may, maybe because you and I started this conversation too late. And maybe that's shame's on us for not saying that this can't happen again. This will yeah. not happen again. We'll, candidates need to be vetted. And if shit like this pops up, then they don't get to run. Yeah, I, yeah, I have to agree. But here we are, just kind of bypassing that. You know, it's well, the old adage like Donald Trump if he shot somebody on Fifth Avenue, blah blah blah, and his people wouldn't matter. And somebody says if Joe Biden was credibly accused of rape, and they're like, that doesn't matter. Like, what's the difference? Well, it doesn't matter because he's not Donald Trump. That's why it doesn't matter. Okay, so it's degrees rather than like so if somebody rapes somebody, tw- you know, twenty five times, or is committed has committed rape twenty five times, and somebody has committed rape one time, the guy who commits twenty five times should go to jail and the other guy should just you know no because the other guy was well i think you're oversimplifying it but a little yeah you know so i mean i don't i don't want to go down that whole thing you 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 um you know the the accusation has been uh has been levied it it and you know beyond that i don't know where we are so i mean i still think that we are living in a country where innocent to proven guilty means something I agree. And that's why the, the Me Too movement wasn't to say if a woman says he's guilty of this, then that's it. It's to begin due process. It's right. supposed to trigger actual due process. Nobody's trying to deny anybody of the actual ability to defend themselves. But if somebody makes a credible claim and it's not just somebody who's you know having a psychiatric moment, but there's actual corroborating evidence and, and reasons to investigate, then you investigate. But not in this instance. We sweep it under the rug and we move along. Everybody, the Democrats are all up in arms and all the pink hats are all up in arms around Christine Blasey Ford. You know, again, less evidence than Tara Reid. And this instance is like, ooh. How, yeah, how is there less wow. evidence? Because she has, uh, she didn't have uh, a corroborating witnesses uh, contemporaneous uh, at the time. She didn't have the same number of people who could corroborate that they were told that story by her back at the time that it happened. That's one thing. And there are a number of things, including a document that came out about her talking about it in a divorce proceeding recently. So there's, you know, there's stuff that is more so than Christine Blasey Ford. Yet Democrats were running to her aid and jumping up and down and saying, how dare you? And now the shoe's on the other foot and they're going, oh, er, um, well, this is just it. So here, here, this speaks to my point. What you're saying speaks to my point. So the the it's a reactionary atmosphere, not a proactive atmosphere. And and now once you're going to lose the Supreme Court, you begin to panic and scramble. Right. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Well, no, was, and, then, and then you try to change the process. You're trying to make up new rules while the game's being played. 
Right. And, well, and, and there's, there's only one you, party. There's only one party that's good at that, and, and that's the Republicans. Right. They yeah. They they win because the so-called opposition party puts up a limp noodle in 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 uh, defiance of fascism. For example. Where the hell was Barack Obama when Mitch the Turtle McConnell was telling him that he wasn't going to have Merrick Garland as a Supreme Court justice? Yeah, that one. That one. I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I I mean, that was a fundamental violation of the rule of law. It was the rule of law. And when faced with that, McConnell goes, you know, try me. And Obama and others went, I wish you wouldn't do that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never, I, I've, I, and I've never, I've, I've never not called the Democrats just a, a room of flaccid penises. That's just what right. they are. You and know. so here we are in the face of fascism. We're putting an army of wet noodles up in front of fascism, and with Joe Biden in the front, not knowing where he is or unable to complete sentences. And this is a response to fascism. I'm sorry, but the elections won't do it. You know, this is we're too deep at this point. You know. I don't know how we get out of it, but I don't think electing a brain-addled centrist who voted for the Iraq War, who's credibly charged with rape, is really the response we're looking for here. You know, but apparently I'm wrong, and I'm in the minority, and people. Have, and again, I kind of feel yeah, like I'm not saying you're you, wrong. You're definitely in the minor, in the minority, and and I yeah. think that uh, uh, so, uh, so, some so, some of your thinking, even though it's it's credible, is is you know it could. It could have long-lasting, damaging effect if, if enough if you convince enough people to vote as you vote. Damaging effect in what way? I no, mean, I think that the positive effect would be for people to lean into the DNC and say this is not an acceptable. I, I agree. I agree. But the, again, once again, the the car is moving, so this is not the time to try to change the tire. You know, you know, forty years I've been paying attention since my first high school, since my uh, voting for uh, John Anderson in nineteen eighty, an independent candidate. Uh, uh, and I've been hearing every election, this is the most important election of my lifetime. And if you don't vote this way, terrible things will happen. And, you know, I don't know at what point, how many decades have to go by before we realize, like, that's a scam. <laughs> you know, like, it's like we have incrementally just turned up the heat on our frog in water <clears throat> and we're happily floating while we die. Right. You know? I think, you know, if people were thrown into that water differently, and I think having conversations like this make people go, oh, wait, maybe there is another way of thinking about this. Oh, there is uh, another way of thinking about it. I'm just saying that you have to, you you, you can't say, listen, I'm going to hang a picture on the wall. Will you do me a favor and hand me a wrench? You know, you just, you, no, you need, the, the hammer is the tool that you need to, to get that job done, not a wrench. So you can't show somebody how to bang a nail in with a wrench right now if you have time you can right now we don't now you could argue if you want to argue with me that this should have started on inauguration day Mm -hmm. of 2017 then Mm -hmm. yes yes now we can have that conversation because i would agree with you and you know we, we were all just you know hitting the head um a stiff headshot like a Mike Tyson once said, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? And so we got punched in the face. <laughs> yep. So uh, on, an, on, on Inauguration Day. And the planning needed to start then. But, you know, everybody gets scrambled and distracted and nobody can stay focused. And, and for the ones who stay focused, Bernie Sanders, for decades and decades and decades <laughs> are the ones that are often on the outs of going, oh, my God, I just can't listen to him anymore. Yeah, I know. 
So, so yeah, so somebody presents with real solutions, you know, as, and pre-pandemic with real solutions for healthcare and so yeah. forth. And now we're in the middle of this. The guy who, who had basically was hitting on everything that is exactly what we need right now. He's a threat. But the guy who voted, you know, for the crime bill that sent black people, black men especially, you know, to the, into the penal system, who uh, voted for the Iraq War, which ended up with millions of people dead and displaced, uh, he's the guy to lead us into the future. The same guy who said, if, if Medicare for all comes to my desk, I'm going to veto it. <laughs> it's like, good luck with that, pal. You know, like, I, I'm, I can't. I can't possibly. I can't. There's a million ways I can't possibly feel okay about myself and vote for a person like that. Okay. You know? So, right. But again, let me add it just to put a little fine point on it. Um, I respect your right to vote for any way that you like to. I respect everyone's right to vote for their principles and what aligns with who they are, <clears throat> how, what they believe and what they hope for, whatever it is. And that includes Republicans. Unbelievable to me, unfathomable. But it's all right. I can vote for whoever the hell I want. I can't tell you how much vote shaming I'm getting from people. I cannot tell you yeah. how much. It's, it's not disagreeing. It's shaming. Yeah. You're going to be responsible. You're the one, just like with Hillary Clinton, you're the one, or Ralph Nader, you're the one who, it's like, it's all demonstrably not true, but it doesn't matter. People just hit you over the head with it anyway. You right. Know? You know, I mean, uh, you know, people get afraid. They want their candidate to win. Yeah. So that's that's where it's at. And yeah. and I and all I really want, I, I don't necessarily want a candidate to win. I just want Donald Trump to lose and I want him out of our fucking hair and I want him. He can just go Twitter and then I can just unfollow him and never hear from him again. And I'm at peace with that. You know, maybe hopefully he'll be tweeting from jail. But yeah, well, you know, there there would be that. And I, I, I tend to doubt the intestinal fortitude of the Democratic Party to push that forward. I agree. Well, let me just add, as we're winding this up, I would say I hope that everything that I have said that I believe uh, is wrong. Um, I hope that I'm wrong about Joe Biden. I hope that I'm wrong about these rape charges. I hope that I'm wrong about all of it. Uh, because if I'm right, it's a most uncomfortable feeling, but it's the same feeling I've had for a few decades now. So it's not new to me. Right. You know, so. all right. Well, here's to you being wrong. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and we'll bring it in for a landing right there. This has been another fine, fine rambling known as the ear spoon. <laughs> Why don't we just change it to tangent? <laughs> the, the tangent spoon. Uh, there it is. <laughs> I'd have to have the logo changed. I can't do that. I know. All right. That's going to do it for us. I've been Fish. I've been Steve. And this fine, fine uh, podcast uh, has been brought to you by Mocha Joe's. We'll talk Great. to you uh, next week. Promise. This is the ear spoon with fish and steam.